0: Hello, everyone, and welcome out to the Good, the Bad, and the Geeky, a podcast where I sit down with some of my friends in the local Columbus, Ohio theater and improv scene and talk a bunch of geeky stuff. Some of the good, some of the bad, and all of it, oh, yeah, you know it, most definitely geeky. If you enjoy our program, be sure to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts. And to leave a review, our official sponsor of the show is Audible, with over 200,000 titles to choose from. Get one audiobook and two Audible originals each month, included with your trial, and even after your trial ends. You own your library. You also get easy exchanges. So if you don't love a book, don't worry, swap it for free anytime. That's audibletrial.com forward slash good geeky. That's audibletrial.com forward slash good geeky. Evan and Saker are going through the entire Bare Naked Ladies catalog in one song at a time. In their weekly show, it's called, wait for it, It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast, and now they've reached the big album, Stunt. Yeah, the one that contains one week. So you're definitely going to want to get in now. Though we do recommend starting their zany podcast from the beginning for theories on vampires, nursing homes, and more as they talk through the first three records. Check out all the programming at ibdpresents.com. In this episode... Well, it's a, more of a unique episode than our normal episodes here where we talk about a TV show, a series, or an episode, or a movie, or even an album or a song, whatever. And that we're talking to one of the many talented writers of MATLAB's Young Writers 2019 program. Founded in 2011, Mad Lab's Young Writers Short Play Festival is designed to give local high school playwrights a professional theatrical experience. Students submit 10-minute plays, and the best are chosen to be developed and produced. Each student is given the opportunity to attend specialized workshops, collaborate with local and national mentor playwrights during the six months that they are in the program, and at the end of the program, the plays are performed at MATLAB as full-scale short plays. Last time, we spoke to the motel room author, Liam Browning. This time, we speak to Jude Clayton. And also present is local mentor, Stephen Woosley, a.k.a. Woos. If you'd like to hear more of Woos, by the way, check him out on his other podcasts, Opposing Roles and The Mafia Minute. I will say, though, possible language. I know for Opposing Roles, there's definitely some language there, so be aware of that. I hope you check out the shows. There are two nights each with different sets of programming. The performances are Fridays and Saturdays between July 12th to July 27th with two Sunday matinees at 3 p.m. Every Friday is one set. Every Saturday is another set. And I think the two Sundays, one of them is the Friday show. The second Sunday is the Saturday show. For more information on tickets and on the show itself, please visit MadLab on the web at madlab.net. And I also just want to say that this is the last of my Young Writers 2019 interviews, and as someone who loves the craft of shaping a story and telling it, though, I kind of suck at the prose part, it was an absolute treasure to talk to Kara, Liam, and finally in this episode, Jude. And for those who know me, it was difficult. Now, let me explain. Not having kids or being around kids all the time, I tend to be a rather jovial, but if not blue individual, dropping expletive deletives all over the place. So if you're... Having listened to past episodes of GBG, understand how hard it is for me to act like a decent, non-cussy human being. It's surprisingly hard. And you can probably tell in all the interviews, sometimes my delays are trying to censor myself and not say something, just say F-bombs, because that's I, I throw it in my normal speech. So uh, keep that in mind if you're listening to this episode. Past episodes, they can be rather explicit. So apologies in advance. But with that said, though... In all three cases, all three of these kids were amazing to sit down, to talk to, have a bit of a chat with, cuss words be darned. See what I did there? I will also say that as someone who is a geek, I mean, the show is called The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky, you know that I love new media, and even if I get a little bit grumpy like Grandpa Simpson at it, and I learned a lot of cool things that that have piqued my interest. Like, for example, Care introduced me to a new musical, Liam introduced me to a song I didn't know by Ricky Nelson, and in this episode, Jude introduces me to a few different things, and uh, like the other two, I'm all the better for it. I'll also throw out there too, for the record, before we began recording, Jude noted how not nervous he was, but that he might not be able to contribute much outside of writing. And here's the thing, the kid's geeky in his own way, just like Liam and Kara were. And and again, it's called the good, the bad, and the geeky for a reason. And And it was so much fun to talk to and geek out with him as it was to geek out with Liam and Kara. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Jude Clayton the last of the writers I'm interviewing for the 2019 Young Writers at Mad Lab. Again, for more information on that show and to attend, you get tickets, madlab.net. All right, now of me blabbering. We'll roll them. if I'm correct, Play It Cool.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, because I was there, but some of the names don't always gel with me. What what was was the synopsis of Play It Cool real quick?
1: Well, it's basically um, two girls go on a date, but one of them is being sabotaged by their friend.
0: Okay. Okay, I remember that one now. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, again, I'm always blown away by how good all of them are, because I was at the first reading, and so you get to hear all of them, and there are a lot of Deep, fun, funny, but dramatic. And some of it's just very subtle stuff that goes into that. And that's that's why I was like, wow, yeah. So is this the first short you've ever written that is being performed or just in general? or?
1: This is the first short play I've ever written that's mm-hmm. um, being performed. I wrote a short story once, and it was nice, but I like plays more. There's a different format. It's very nice.
0: Well, so... What do you like more about the format of short plays versus, like, the short story?
1: Well, short plays, I feel like you write the thing, but then you let other people take the wheel, and that's something that I have trouble with a lot. I'm a bit of a control freak, Mm -hmm. but being able to just, like, do it and then let it go is actually kind of liberating, like, once you actually do it,
0: yeah, which is nice. So a lot of people who are afraid to fly, that's the first thing that, like, some people will tell you is, like, learn how to fly. Because it's a control issue. And then that's another the one thing. I'm scared to death of flying, but that, that, that's always a thing, especially with writing, is control of what you're writing, control of those characters, control the situations. So, with that being said, how involved were, th- were you? Did you 100% let go when they started casting everything or whatever? Because they invite you guys to be a part of that as much as you want. So were you like involved on some level or did you just go, nope, I need to let go of this and let it be birthed into the world because I wrote my – I'm done. I wrote – now it's up to.
1: Well, I didn't completely let go. Like I'm going to as many rehearsals as I can. There's one oh, today nice. at this time, but I was like, I'd rather come do this for sure. Well, thank you. Yay! Thank you for having me. Of
0: course, of course, this is awesome.
1: <laughs> for the first rehearsal, um, I was told by the co-directors, you you need you need to stop talking, let them decide, let 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 them do their thing. And I was like, yeah, okay, that's fair. Sorry, sorry, guys. <laughs> um, but everyone who is participating is really nice, and what? I'm optimistic.
0: Do they do they ever? Turn to you though, and then ask like I mean, especially these the past few ones where after they said that to you, did you have they still ever then turn back and you was like, what did you mean by this, or what were you looking for in this? Do they still do that, or
1: oh yeah, sometimes the girl, especially the girl who plays um, Skylar, she's doing an amazing job, mm-hmm. especially since she's only fourteen. She's very young, but she's very amazing. Oh
0: wow, awesome! So, what stuff do you normally gravitate towards as a writer? Like, do you always do? a particular type of genre? Do you just do anything and everything you can think of? I mean, I, I take it you've written more than just a short story and a short play. Yeah. You probably write all the time.
1: I love to write. Um, I don't really do genres. I just kind of take moments from my life and kind of twist them around because I learned how to do writing stuff in art therapy, mm-hmm. and that's just kind of what I did anyway. But I usually take a moment from my life, whether it be funny or, like, tragic, and just kind of turn it into something, Okay, which is cathartic.
0: Yeah. No, yeah, totally. Writing, yeah, cause then, now, do you find joy and kind of, is, for you, is it almost a little bit of wish fulfillment? Or do you sit there and go, it's wish fulfillment up to a point, and then you go, no, the realism of the situation is, this is how it would actually transpire. Or, you know what I mean? So it's you being used as a jumping off point. It's still cathartic to help for helped you work through it, but at some point is it pure wish fulfillment or does it go, no, that's not necessarily – you add some realism to it. Because we've all, I think, written something before. We're like, oh, this is how I wish it would have went because th- I would have actually said this then because I would have been the funny, witty guy. Yeah. And, and you're just like, nope, you're the idiot that just sat there and said nothing.
1: Well, I'm like – it depends on the story. Like for Play It Cool, it's – For Play It Cool, Charles is the character that I'm inspired by. He's the saboteur. Mm -hmm. And so, honestly, it's just like I'm taking aspects of myself that I don't like and kind of idolizing those instead of the good ones, Mm -hmm. which was really different. Because I was like, yeah, I was kind of being silly in that situation. So it turned into a comedy. Okay. Um, I'm working on like a longer play. Oh, Um, wow. It's like about my friend, well, my old friend and I. Mm -hmm. And... It's again about the negative aspects of me, but it's not as funny because for me, like you know teenage love it's always just a little bit of a fond memory, like it's always just, oh, you know, it happened or didn't, but
0: um, i I'm gonna go with yeah. you and say no, it's not because I still have some <laughs> emotional baggage, man, I'm not kidding of uh, when I grew up, like like i I had this one girl that she like i'm I what's so weird is that I became friends with her again years later, and this is after she had kids and a husband and and they're still part of me it's like. Oh, but I love her, and it's like, no, you don't. You love the idea of her. That's a very different, yeah, thing. Yeah. And but so you, but you don't ever really get over that. So, so when I watch like The Edge of Seventeen or all these other teen movies, no matter if they're from John Hughes in the '80s or even now, I just go, oh man, I feel I love these movies because I feel them so. Like eighth grade was horrifying. Have you seen eighth <laughs> grade? No. Oh, it's a good movie, but. It's directed by the comedian and written directed by Bo Burnham.
1: Oh, I love Bo Burnham. He
0: is really good. And it's not – he doesn't – it's not about deconstructing anything. Like like some some of his stand-up is about how can I deconstruct this and be funny. And he does a great job of this. This is like – a straightforward, like, this is, I think it's kind of stuff that he went through growing up. Cause he got started as a YouTube star. Yeah. Right when YouTube was kicking. And, uh, back in 2005. I'm not Oof. old. Uh, yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I was like three years old.
0: Oh, no. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. It's just that I'm very. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I just remember, like, so he grew up with that. And this girl, especially in the age of social media where it's not just YouTube, it's Snapchat and Instagram. She's, Going through stuff, and it's probably Bo going through stuff, but then he put it into the, the guise of this girl. And I mean it's so – if you watch it, like you, you, your heart breaks, and it's like not even ten minutes into the movie. <laughs> like
1: Yeah, um, so. I kind of like doing that sort of stuff too.
0: See, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. But if
1: I'm going to put myself into a character like that much, like all of me, mm-hmm. it's it's got to be something funny, and it's got to have a little bit of fantasy.
0: Sure. Now, now, fantasy as in, like, to be clear, because in today's we need to be like, Game of Thrones fantasy, I figure you meant just like, no, f- fiction, not like dragons well, are going to flu- f- you know, f- swoop in. and.
1: I'm writing a story uh, about a character based off me and one of my best friends. Sure. And we did a thing one day where we went to the ravine and, like, we yelled at a bunch of, like, rich people because we're <laughs> – we do things like that a lot and we like cast them down a, a upon the land
0: oh. and we
1: were like, this this land is going to birth our child. We're both going to be the parents and I turned it into a story except the child just turned out all sorts of messed up.
0: <laughs> okay. Now see, now that's – yeah. Because see, I, I feel oh – man, I, I kind of want to <laughs> read that.
1: It's like I described it as Ponyo but a little gayer. That's like my <laughs> title for it. <laughs>
0: Oh, so I've only seen like the like trailers of that, and maybe like the first ten minutes. That's the uh the anime film, right? By yeah. Miyazaki, yeah. Or well, studio Miyazaki. Ghibli, gib- 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 see, thank you. Yes, that <laughs> studio one.
1: Studio
0: Ghibli. Ghibli a Studio. It's a studio. Miyazaki's involved. That's all you need. Really
1: amazing movies across the board. Oh yeah! I always watch Spirited Away on New Year's.
0: Oh my gosh, that movie! That movie terrified me, and I was like. 20 years old when that came out and that movie was just like this is eerie stuff well weird aside I'm a huge Godzilla fan so like I know I don't know a lot but I know a little bit of Japanese culture and I know the idea of Shinto well and also I was a Ninja Turtle fan so like when you read the comic books they get into the religion aspect of how you know Even though they don't necessarily practice over there anymore, they do in different ways. Like so, the Shinto, um, which is that weird. I'm not even. You guys at home can't see me, but uh, it looks like uh looks like the pie signal, but the lines at the at the bottom that are holding up the the top part are like curved, and that's like a an altar slash like portal that the dead come through so they can visit the spirits and guide people that are at the really I, crazy stuff. I kind stuff. of
1: remember that when I watched the one episode of Inuyasha that I watched.
0: <laughs> Inuyasha, man, I haven't seen it. That's the one where like all the girls like him, right? Or no, is that? That's
1: You just described every anime. I want no, that's you to true. You described literally that, that's every true. anime. Well,
0: so when I grew up, anime was still it was just Akira, and then right on the scene was Dragon Ball Z. So Toonami yeah. kind of made anime... I think well here's the thing people who love the anime love the anime but it, it, it's kind of like my view of like people hate the Big Bang Theory but like back then right before that show came out it wasn't still cool to be a geek yeah it was, And then when that happened, like, everyone was like, hey, being geeky is awesome. And then they started hating the show, <laughs> which now that, – whatever. That's, But I find that to be a very unique thing. And same thing with anime. People, the anime fans were just like, yeah. There's a great web comic, by the way, if you've never read it. It's by Casey Green. Mm-hmm. He did the dog. It's like, this is fine. I'm fine with oh, the Oh, yeah. Event. I love yeah. that
1: dog, like, in the fire. Yeah. Thing. yeah.
0: So he did a, a series. You need be careful. You probably need to talk to your parents first. It's a little mature, but it's called Anime Club. Mm-hmm. And there are these – it's like a typical nerd geek which is like uh no I don't like that. Yeah that's not real anime. You know Dragon yeah, Ball Z is whatever. Yeah and I don't and, get
1: that like let people enjoy things. I'm not from Japan. I don't know. I right, it comes I, on the TV. I watch it with my eyeballs. I don't
0: See yeah exactly. But but that's what kind of what they're making fun of and because it's not just with anime fans but like yeah. so Tsunami made it really popular and that he was kind of pointing out like you know there are some people that are just super like that's not anime. It's like no it is. It, it, it's all anime. And yeah. if you like, yeah, there's another image, Kyle, that posts every once in a while and I love it, which is if someone starts, you know, getting down on something social media, she's like, shh,
1: let people enjoy things. Oh, yeah, that yeah. That one. Yeah, yeah. I love
0: that meme because it's so accurate. It's like, well, Game of Thrones ended the day after we, were day before we recorded this and a lot of people, whatever they feel, it's just like, for the people who liked it, there's always that one person that's like, I hate Game of Thrones, I don't watch it. And it's like, shh, let
1: us, like, yeah, if, I, like, I won't watch it because I feel like I'm, like, a baby, like, on my inside. I feel like it would kill me, maybe, like, literally. it's
0: It's not, not I'm, as an adult, I'm going to tell you it, it is kind of soul-sucking. And like it,
1: I can't. I, I watch Orange Is the New Black on occasion. Oh my gosh! I watch one episode a month, and then I'll like cry my eyes out, and I can't come back to it because I'm like, that was a. What season
0: episode. are you in?
1: I'm on like after the riot. After the riot.
0: Oh, you after the riot? I can't do after the. I'm yeah, not. No, I'm not I watched, there like, yet. One
1: episode, and I was like, okay, I need to take a break. Like, I, we need to. Right. I just like divorce. Orange is the New Black. I was like, we need a break because, like, you're so good. Your characters are so amazing and developed. Your actresses it's are dark wonderful, right phenomenal. now. Like, it's not. We need a break.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, see, I, I'm with you 100. percent Because a certain person got elected into the into the office, that was really stressful, and so I couldn't watch House of Cards and and Orange is the New Black. They were all just at that moment where you're just like, oh no, that one character, like, in in the riot. And it's like, how are they going to get out of that? Yeah. And then when it came back, I was just like, my wife's like, let's watch it. I'm like,
1: I, well, we Well, we need to take a break first. I, I need, need to take
0: need... a break. I need to watch comedies or something. Yeah, because I need
1: to of... like, learn how to meditate before I come I'm back to it. I'm with you. you
0: but I'm with you. Like, I think around that same time, I gave up on Walking Dead. And the only show that I had that was that kind of intense was Game of Thrones. And even then, I'm just like, but I know going in, like, everything is always going to be depressing.
1: Yeah, like, I <laughs> like, need comfort after. I need someone to be. I'm like, I need. Right. Like, to Orange is the New Black.
0: This. There's like constant, you know, glimmers of hope. And you're just like, oh, Oh, okay. And then then, it just
1: gets ripped away.
0: And then it gets ripped away and you're like, "Uh, I can't deal with that. Yeah. So you don't go, you don't focus on any one genre of anything, which is really cool. Um, Is there one, anything that makes you nervous about writing? Like when you like, say you're writing something, you're like, oh, I feel this is uncharted territory for me. And then you like, maybe just leave it.
1: Yes. Um, When I'm writing really intense things that are like straight from my life and very Mm -hmm. emotional. Because I'll be like, oh, no, I don't know if anyone else is going to know what's happening. I, I need, like, an unbiased opinion on this scene or something. Mm-hmm. Like in the one I'm writing about my friend. So the story is basically about my friend. I'm going to call him John for this, apparently. He had cancer. Well, he has cancer. He's in remission, though. Oh, that's and good for your friend. He's very manipulative. So okay, on occasion where it's like... I don't like you, but you have cancer and you also are very unstable. So if I'm like, I don't want to be your friend anymore. Are you going to like fly off the handle? What's going to uh-huh. happen? And it was rough. It was very difficult. And I'm trying to like write that out. So I stop thinking it up here. Mm-hmm. It's so, cause I'm like, is anyone, is, are people going to think I'm a bad person? I mean, but at the same time, it's like, if people do. That's okay. I mean, that's an interpretation of a story. That's an interesting viewpoint to come from, too. facets of why they do what they do. Mm -hmm. So, like writing very like psychologically deep things. I don't like using the term deep because, like, oh man, that's deep. But (laughs) like psychologically deep things. I like to use
0: the word. I think I said it earlier. I said deep, but you know, subtle is a good yeah. Oh, th- Wait. yeah!
1: Thank you. I'm You're welcome. That. Yeah, You're please,
0: please do. I'm not. <laughs> I don't have many good moments where, because I'm actually, if it hasn't happened yet, which it hasn't, it will happen at some point. I will not know what to say, or I'll mess up the word really bad. It's a reoccurring joke on this yeah. show. Please take that word subtle. It's the one good thing I've done with vocabulary. <laughs> um, take
1: it, and I'll run with it. Yes.
0: Years later, at the at the Academy Awards or Nobel Prize for writing you will be like, and thank you for Nick Argenbright for that very subtle help <laughs> with vocabulary. I'm like, yay! <laughs>
1: oh yeah! When I write something and get it published, I'm definitely like, I got like a list of people I gotta like dedicate oh, yeah. things to. First is my godmom. Cool. Her name's Anya. She's helped me so much, and then it's probably gonna be you guys. It's oh, be great! Well,
0: thank you. I I I feel kind of bad for saying that as a joke earlier. <laughs> no, I, now I'm I just like to- genuinely touched. Thank you so much. But I will say this. The guys at Mad Lab, uh, Wooz is here, by the way. He's in the background being stealthy for the moment. But he uh, – the whole gang there are, are pretty great. Like I, I'm i impressed. I wish I had I – mean, uh, yeah, because that when did it start, Wooz, 2012? Yeah, 2012. I, I really wish I had something back then like that. I, I don't know if I would have gotten it, but I would have been more aware. Maybe would have been writing that because it's another outlet to write, and that's always a lot of fun because I was doing – screenplays in high school the only one that wasn't was i did a godzilla spec script which of course for me was godzilla well at the time the matthew broderick uh, version came out yeah. Ooh, I, yeah i did
1: a spec i do terrible spec trips too like it's sometimes yeah, you, yeah. you just gotta let go It's like this is terrible but i'm i'm gonna type thank I'm gonna it. thank you
0: i feel like i had one or two really cool scenes in there like i completely an- annihilated alana and i don't know oh i know why I went to Atlanta and I was like, I know where everything is. That building looks cool, and that That's I can why destroy all. That's I love
1: because of- you're like, yes, I know that street name. I know how that monument exactly. looks. Exactly, it's gonna die.
0: Right, right, right. Well, there's one building in Atlanta, and I don't know if it's still there or not. But it had, this is like ninety-seven, ninety-eight. It had a big gold spike in the center. So in the new movie, there's the three-headed monster. Yeah. If you've seen the trailer of it, I was like, I'm gonna put him in there. And at one point. Godzilla's going to be wrestling him at the top, and he's going to take one of the heads and just slam it down on the spike. I was like, that would be wicked cool. And then, I, and, and yeah. So I felt like I, like I but the rest of the dialogue was really bad, because I was like, I'm going to make the president a bad guy. That's never been done before. Oh. <laughs> but I would do, like, not that stuff. I would do other scripts, too, where, like, I was pining over this one girl, and I I turned it into a script, and... I gave it to one person and there was another person at their house and they printed up and were reading it. And they're like giving me feedback, but then the other person saw it and took pages of it. And passed around the school.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. That was really embarrassing. I don't
1: like sharing my script because I feel like that, like okay, – have you ever watched The Office?
0: Oh, yeah. There's yeah. an episode
1: where the, like, the guy was like – he's like a basketball player. He's like giving them the, like, his script to read and they're just like, I don't want to be doing this. That's how I feel every time.
0: Yeah. I I don't it, – it, it was weird. Well, so with that being said, because this is important, do you have a good support base in terms of, of critiques and feedback? For your writing.
1: No, but I want more. Like, I love critiques. Mm Like, I love... I didn't understand what this was. Especially when, like, people who are very good at English critique, because they always give me, like, ideas. Like, when um, my teacher was critiquing Play It Cool, they thought that Charles was, like, a ghost or something, like like, basically a manifestation of Pippa's regret. And I was like, that's a cool idea, though. But, like, I, I can turn that and make it, like, an actual, like, a thing. Like,
0: a, like that, like that, a that thing. is a cool idea, but, like, that's not what I was going for. So that's a good note. Now, who was your, your – well, your mentor was Woos, right? But who was your yeah. national mentor? Because I, I, I'm a very – right? Because that's very yeah. exciting to me because I, I literally didn't know that until I, with the one with Tay. Oh, yeah. And so now I'm just like, who was your mentor nationally as well? Yeah.
1: I got to think of the name. I just kind of mass sent out every, like, copy of the script. I was like, I don't
0: – No, that's cool. That's cool. Name. So was that, like, the, one of the mo- mo- more interesting notes that you got, critiques you got about that and how to funnel that in to play it cool or
1: – I got a lot of good notes when I did the readings, like, in person, like, when people, like, actually performed it. I feel like that was the best source of anything. Mm-hmm. Man, even with, like, just the rehearsal that happened, like, last week, that was very good. Because people were like, I didn't understand. Oh, okay, I get it now. This is how you want me to say this. This is how this is supposed to go down. This is what's happening with this line. Yeah, it's it was good.
0: That's awesome. So, but do you, do you have anyone, then, that you give any of your work to? Like, I know you kind of said you hinted that you might not. But, like, no, again, that's spec script stuff. But do you, like, for your shorts or even your short story, like, do you give it to, like, one of your friends or something? And they just... Um. Probably lock and key at your house or something because you don't want it getting out. But the only
1: person I currently actually will trust my script to is um, Miss Colleen, you know, Squid Waffle. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> because she's just a beacon of hope and light and perfection, and she will give me so much encouragement. Where I'm just like, am I? I'm probably Superman. Like, let's be real here. But in terms of like critique and like, mm-hmm. here's what you can do better. Not yet. I need to like finish things better. Like I'll always ask like, hey, what you know, if you were in this situation, what would you do? If for mm-hmm. like people who I base characters off of. But like actual like review and edit, I'm not at that stage yet with my not terrible spec
0: script. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's fine. I mean it's it's always interesting to like I mean, I'm in my mid thirties and like probably about two years ago I started being able to take critiques well. Mm-hmm. You know, like what's the like what what was what I wrote for what is it for is it part of a larger show like a sketch show or something well does that does that further the show and if if it doesn't then just cut it out like now like two years before that though I'd be like oh god there's
1: more there's always more opportunities
0: oh right exactly 100% so um, I would just say please don't get discouraged and it is weird to work through it but when you work through it it is absolutely amazing and a lot of fun because you know cuz at the same time it's also about how can I improve as a writer and that's something else to take away from it, yeah. it it's it's always a lot of fun to, to hunker down on that and just okay so we've something I've talked with all the all the young writers is so obviously real life influences you heavily yeah. is there anything like any books music movies that you also like Maybe, like, it helps you write. Maybe you're not taking from it or borrowing from it, but, like, it just...
1: Like having it on in the background or, like, ex- thinking about ex- exactly. it. Exactly. Yes. Um, there's an artist named Mal Bloom who I listen mm-hmm. to a lot. I'm really into, like, that, like, Polk Funk... Folk punk, wow. Um, folk punk, folk funk. That's like polka I, and I, funk. Oh,
0: what I, that heard, that's right? what that's what I thought. Yeah, folk
1: punk. Oh, I, I I could listen to some folk funk. I feel like I, I would be
0: that. interested to hear what it but hears <laughs> like. I mean, is it punk. just pure accordion with a <laughs> boom, 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 I,
1: I think I could dig both. So I'm not even going to correct. It. I feel yeah. like I can dig both. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: if that's not a genre punk, yet, people get on it. Sorry,
1: like anti folk. Um, like uh, like. I like music that's like we're gonna destroy the government and we're gonna look good while doing it. Uh, I like Kimya Dawson. I like Aesop Rock. Oh, I like uh,
0: yeah. What was it? Wasn't Dawson part of the Molly Peaches?
1: Yeah, Molly Peaches, the Uncluded, and the Juno soundtrack, which is my go-to soundtrack oh, for. Juno anything. soundtrack
0: is amazing. It's so good. Reitman in general. If you ever listen to any of his other soundtracks, no, I have, uh, but I, so I need he, to. Yeah, please do. I haven't seen Fourth of July yet. Um I don't know what the soundtrack is, and I know that takes place in the sixties or seventies or something, but so that's probably an older soundtrack, but like he did the film Up in the Air with George Clooney. There's like one or two songs in there just like really good. And then he also did Thank You for Smoking, which the soundtrack for that is also really good. Like he's not done a bad soundtrack. And I don't know if he gets it from his dad, because his dad produced Ghostbusters and there's like Outside of the theme, there's like one or two good songs. There's in. some
1: bangers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, yes, there are. So, you know, so man, yeah, Juno is amazing soundtrack. I, I like the, uh, what's the one where they talk about the, the catcher? Is it, I think it's called The Catcher, right? It's yeah. Mike Piazza. And I had Mike Piazza. Who is he? Who's like, knows who he is. Who is that? Uh, he's a, uh, he I don't know if he's at? in the Hall of Fame yet, but he, he will go, I, uh, I should. I oh, no. He is in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he played for the Mets. Okay. He got him the World Series in two thousand, and he's hit more home runs than any other catcher, baseball history. And yeah, he's one of the greats. Uh, so yeah, he started with the Dodgers. Then he ended up going to the Mets in the late nineties, and when the Mets were good for a while there because of him. So, yeah, he's one of my favorite players. I have a Piazza shirt at home, it, it, and I, I follow I, him on Instagram, well, and when he's you, awesome. So for those who don't know, Wooz is a big Eagles fan and a <laughs> Mets fan. Sorry. Uh, no, no, it's okay. Yeah, so when you did, like, the, the fist bump thing quietly, I was just like, <laughs> they're, they're probably with the Mets. <laughs> yes. I,
1: I love a good game of sports ball.
0: You love a good game of sports ball? <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs>
0: So growing up, like music, I I was more into music. And then, but does the whole difference between jocks and artsy people, like of any kind, whether it be writing, uh, music, choir, and band, is that still exist, or is it all no?
1: The guy who's like one of the head of the football team at my school, um, Caleb, he was Mm -hmm. in Rent. He played Mark in Rent. Check.
0: That's so cool. I wish it was like that back when I was growing up
1: like literally everyone who's involved in sports is like i, I don't know whether I, I can do the musical this year or if, or if i should do like basketball or something dang ah like they're all so artsy it's ridiculous
0: that's see and that's awesome because like man you you didn't do that like the the boys took choir the jocks took choir to get out of class because oh, and cuz they knew it was an easy a and and i mm.
1: Like, all the cheerleaders, they're going to do Bring It On at, like, the, um, I think, like, Kappa or something?
0: Like I, I, well, I know. Theater? I, I, don't, I don't know.
1: Well, they're doing Bring It On there there those auditions at the school. But I couldn't audition because I'm in some of the plays at Mad Labs, And I didn't know I got paid for it until I got the contract. And I was like, whoa.
0: Wasn't that, isn't that? Okay. Yes. That is. So I did a show, my first show there. I'm not going to say the name. It's not a bad name either. Anyway, oh, sketchy. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that was the first time I've ever done theater since I was in high school, and legitimately, like I found out much later, like I was already doing it. I was like, "Oh, by the way, where do you want the money sent?" And I was like, "What?" Exactly. I was like, "Whoa!" I, I have it framed, not framed. I have it put somewhere <laughs> so I can frame it later. Like whatever it was, and 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 because it, it, it was so cool. So yes, that's a yes. so so. I didn't know what short are you acting in.
1: Um, I'm acting in What a Girl Really Wants and How Many Names Can I Call You.
0: Oh wow, you're in two! That's yes. awesome, amazing! And Congratulations! So Thank you. Right, now is that on Friday and Saturday, or just Friday um, night, or just? They're Saturday
1: They're all on night? the same day. They're all on the same days, which is am- like they're on the same day as My show too, so it's really nice and streamlined. I love it. It's perfect.
0: I, and I believe so. That means it's on Friday nights, I believe. If I, yeah, Yeah, we'll, yes. we'll, yes. Uh, we'll, say, we'll yes say for now. We'll but here's the otherwise. thing: we'll, we plug both nights. But just
1: come to all of them. Just come to all every single. I, I
0: agree. So yeah, if, so if there's like, I think, is it three weeks, Wooz? Yes. So if you can't make the the second two Saturdays, you can see the last Saturday or vice versa with the Friday. So there's three chances to see both shows. There's plenty of time to to watch the shows. That's awesome. Good job. Now, was that your first... Outside of – that was your first outside of school probably theater thing that you tried um, out for?
1: No, I played Alice from Alice in Wonderland at Out of the Box Community Theater. Okay. It was really fun. I was put in a dress made for like a seven-year-old because I'm like five foot and like maybe 90 pounds with rocks in my pocket soaking wet holding like – three gallons of milk like i'm very tiny so they were like yeah you can play alice and i like to talk like this for the conversation
0: it is the friday set of shows (laughs) it's friday set of shows (laughs) and play it cool is the closer so jude will get to go around and watch the end yeah watch his show yeah that's awesome
1: that i'm most excited to be like i love what a girl really wants but i'm most excited to be in how many names can i call you
0: which one okay which one was that one because i don't See, um, this thing. I remember what's in them, not the title per se, and that's um, what I feel bad about. How Many oh, Names I, Can I yeah, Call it's You is
1: written by Mark, and it's about a – it's about like a dystopian future, zombie apocalypse sort of situation with um, this guy named Ace. And he's like, you know, oh, I'm, I'm, I have a colony now. I'm like the leader of a colony. And his friend, Lanes – it's not Lance apparently. It's Lanes.
0: Um, <laughs> it's Lanes. Okay.
1: And um, Lanes is like, yeah, but like – you're like transgender, so you're like a freak. And then there's like Jack in the middle, who's like, ah. Ha. Okay, and I, I play Ace. Oh, you play? ace? And I get to I, punch someone in the face.
0: Isn't that always a great feeling? Exactly. I'm getting crit. paid
1: to punch someone in the face. <laughs> I'm getting paid to punch a transphobe in the face.
0: <laughs> I mean, it, it's so that's so eloquently said. I can't, you know, what I mean, like that's that's very well said. Like, not only are you getting paid. You're getting paid to punch someone in the face, and they also happen to be a jerk. Exactly. So, Honestly. so you know, you can't get much better than that. I'm um,
1: so excited for that rehearsal. I'm just, I just want to like let.
0: Look so aside. you haven't had the first rehearsal with that yet, or no? no?
1: But I'm going to go absolutely feral. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you might want to talk over with your actor friend first, who plays the <laughs> no, the jerky I punch.
1: Auditions. When I, was, I, like, grabbed his collar and pulled him towards me, and he was avoiding me after, and I was like, dude, what's wrong? He was like, I legitimately thought you were going to punch me, and I was like,
0: oh. It, it's like acting talent? Acting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so what, uh, what do you want to do when you – this is such the cliche thing, but what do you want to do when you get older? Do you want to keep writing, or do you want to
1: – Yes. Okay. But I want it to be more like a, like a side thing. Um, mm-hmm. I want to be an entomologist, which is the study of insects, because cool. the bugs are dying and the, the market's opening up. And I want a double major in public policy, okay? Because I work at <laughs> currently, which is a like a wellness center for HIV/AIDS prevention. Oh, and wow. with all the legislation being passed, things are just going downhill real fast. Things, <sighs> they ooh, are real fast.
0: They really are. How, now, so, what got you into? if you don't mind me asking. Because that's awesome.
1: As soon as the center opened, I was there. Because I got, like, a lot of commercials on Instagram. Like, it's a center for, like, gender nonconforming people of color. And I was like... It, that's just me, though. Like, is there other people who are gender <laughs> in Ohio? In o- Ohio, of all places, mm-hmm. and there are, and they're all really amazing and wonderful. So that was that,
0: nice. that's also how how long has that been around? I because I, I feel completely not, unknowledgeable of that, and I it makes me sad.
1: It just opened. It just, it just opened. Yeah. Is
0: it downtown Columbus or is oh, it like
1: Summit Street? Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Summit. I know where that's at.
1: Near ish campus. I'm a member. I'm a member. Woo! I am a member. Of the youth advisory committee, I think I just had a seizure, but we're gonna just roll right. Past <laughs> it's okay, that.
0: keep keep checking along. I'm, um, I'm with you. I do it all the time.
1: Like, I just, I'm a member of the youth advisory committee, so I try to like help them plan for the future. They do yoga on Wednesdays. Oh wow,
0: nice. They do, and
1: they have Nutella. So sometimes I'll just go by there, and I'm just gonna, I just get Nutella and. They're like, are you really eating Nutella with tortilla chips? And I'm like, I'm not a proud man. I never claimed to be a
0: proud. So man. I got, I I'm, 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 I hate to be this person, but what it, I don't get N- Nutella. Like I've tried it. It's it's not for it's just not for me, Ugh. and and I re, and, and that's okay. But like I just I want to hear from someone because I never hear some, Someone just goes, oh, I can eat it. I don't enjoy it per se. So <laughs> the food. fact that you I put it in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so no, no, I legitimately just want to hear from someone once in my life. Like, why do you enjoy Nutella? I like hazelnut. Just, like it's oh, I love hazelnut. And that's yeah, it's chocolate and hazelnut yeah i love hazelnut butterflip. coffee
1: like i like i like i just i will consume any hazelnut product
0: you're like you know what you can keep your little psl give me hazelnut <laughs> give me a whole month of hazelnut well it's a whole season a
1: whole of season
0: yeah it's like just dedicated to that forget your pumpkin spice yeah, no, i don't like
1: pumpkin i don't like gourds unless it's like spaghetti squash
0: okay so thanksgiving must be a huge bummer for you yeah, then no, because everyone like just pumpkin,
1: have and i don't Cream, so they're like uh, they is like a piece of pumpkin pie with whipped cream. I'm like, this I can't eat this. This is inedible. I I will Ramsey. So
0: when I was <laughs> <laughs> when I was younger, could I would just give me all the icing, give me all the whipped cream, and now I'm just like, uh, we don't need any whipped cream. I'll just eat the now. Grand, I can do pumpkin pie, but at the same time, like I have one friend who just can't eat any fruit pie. It's baked fruit. He cannot do.
1: I love. Ba-
0: I <sighs> no, I I don't get it baked either. Apples,
1: like I know how to make like some real good baked apples. I do, too. Very, it's so easy and so delicious.
0: So, so, everybody, this is now what we're talking about. I just want to be very clear, and I don't care. <laughs> when you bake your apples, like, how do you do it now? Do you just peel the apple and not cut it in half? And um, I actually
1: don't peel it. I just core it. Because okay. it's real soft, and then everything's, like, contained on the inside. Okay. I just make sure I take all the seeds, and I core it, and then I, I put, like, you know, the cinnamon and everything inside, and then I just pop that baby in the oven.
0: Now, I find those to be really hard to cook that way, though. Like, like they have to – it's one of those things that's almost like a souffle, like – because if not, one part's cooked, another part's cooked in the middle, or vice versa is not. Usually, the bottom is cooked because that's what – like, do you – now, you put water with it, too?
1: Yeah, I like, I put water in, like, the cord part, and mm-hmm. so it, like – science –
0: it's, okay. I know science. So my grandmother has a recipe, and I absolutely love it. The only problem is it takes, like, four hours to cook. But you get a bag of apples. It's not just one. You get a bag of apples, and you peel them, and then you core it, and then you slice it in half. And then you put them in, like, the little glass thing – container baking plate yeah the thing yeah the thing with the other thing and then what i'll also do is before i even get to this part i'll also create i'll get a bag of brown sugar and cinnamon and flour and i'll just mix it in together yeah and then what you do is you fill it up with a little water and you spread it all over everything and then for the next however many hours you're like monitoring the apples you're just like you're birthing them in terms of like like literally like That's why I told my wife, I was like, when we get a house, I want a counter oven so I can bake apples if I want to. Because if not, like, you just feel like Johnny Bench just staring. That's an old people reference. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Woo's got it. Uh, You're standing like Johnny Bench looking at the oven and your back starts to hurt. And then you become that person who just... Pulls a chair over and you just kind of sit oh, there. Oh no, I've been
1: that person. I've got bad kyphoscoliosis. I've been that person in many. I'll pull over a stool to do the dishes. I don't. I don't care. I will. <laughs> you're sit my down. kind of
0: person, man. I'm not kidding. You are awesome. Uh, yeah, well, you're welcome. Then you just pretty much just keep doing that until they're baked. And I call it apple goop. It creates because the flour. You, you also don't want it just to be in the in the apple. You want it to be outside of the apples. Yeah, and it creates like the goop filling. Like, it's pretty much, it's apple it's pie without apple. the
1: crust. You just sprinkle, use ground sh- What's that thing called? A graham cracker. A ground sugar? Well, you, it's kind of. You just put it in a blender, Yeah, you, you could. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You could
0: totally do that. And... If you also want to try this, this is another thing my grandma used to do: is <laughs> fried noodles, which is very bad for you, though. Um, I feel very... like I can
1: afford a few.
0: I, well, good because I don't. If you look at me, I'm, I'm running. I have like one or two heart attacks left, and I haven't had one yet. So, <laughs> but it's close. <laughs> oh. It's close. No, it's okay. Uh, legitimately, it takes like you just you you cook the noodles, and it has to be egg noodles, so the thick egg noodles. Mm-hmm. And then, meanwhile, while you're doing that, you're also taking a whole loaf of bread and you're tearing it up into little pieces and just frying them in the frying pan with butter.
1: Just straight up butter? A
0: lot of butter. And then you drain the noodles, put the bread with the noodles in a much larger frying pan and put lots more butter. And you just salt and pepper the heck out of it. And surprisingly, it goes really well with the apples. And I don't know why, but every time like it's, it's probably a probably
1: th- like the level of like heaviness of that and then like the sweetness of, of the, the apple. apple. I watch Chopped on occasion, not to brag or anything, but. It's okay. You know, okay. I know food words like acidity. <laughs> acidity. <laughs> <laughs> not to brag, but um, it, Gordon Ramsay would probably kill me. Like if he saw me, I don't know how to cook. He would like <laughs> So if you
0: me. get a chance, a few things while I'm thinking of it. There's a show on YouTube called Hot Ones, it's where people eat chicken wings, and, the, and somebody interviews them, and it goes from, on the Scoville scale, from, you know, the Skullville scale is how hot the yeah. sauce is. It starts at, like, super low, like, mild, and goes all the way up to the hottest sauce ever. Oh. And, like, and it's a slow buildup, and there are some people that have to tap out because it's too much, you know, but there are other people that just go full tilt, like Charlize Theron- did one for not the movie she did right now with Seth Rogen but the one before that and like cuz she's from South Africa like yeah. they spicy food is it's like Indian culture it's part of the culture there so even before she came to say she doesn't mind it and all and like so literally she doesn't even break a sweat
1: honestly like I'm it's like amazing. the worst of both worlds like I have a high spice tolerance my body does not like I, oh, like, I bit yeah. into like one of those really like not a reaper but like the one below the California reaper uh, uh,
0: uh, the North is, you know, the Carolina reaper is what it is is it just the reaper pepper I think it was, it was just or the a, ghost pepper
1: yeah yeah okay it was that and I bit into it because like um, oh my gosh I was at a party <laughs> like a Jamaican ladies party my, 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 my mom's friend like co-worker mm-hmm. and I bit into it and I was like oh, Oh, it's fine. It's not even that hot, but I was like shaking and sweating. Like I, like I was like, it's. Fu- I felt fine, oh but my everyone's gosh. like, you're white as a sheet. Like you are pale right now, and I was like shaking. I was like, it's fine, guys. It's f- I don't understand. And I went in the bathroom. I was like, oh, I'm a ghost. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, th- but my reason for bringing that up though is Gordon Ramsay did one, and it was a huge gift for him because they've been doing it for eight seasons, and Gordon Ramsay is hysterical. Um, Another thing to throw out, you uh, have you ever seen Everybody Loves Raymond?
1: I've heard, never seen.
0: Okay, I find it entertaining. It's not for everybody, but the guy who created the show, Phil Rosenthal, one of the things is about Raymond is that even if you don't care for it, like it's big about family and it's big about, and they're Italian, so Italians like to eat. And so one of the first things he did when he started making money doing that show, not Ray Romano, but the creator, Phil Rosenthal, is he would start eating places. And he's like, oh, my God, my parents had horrible taste in cooking. This is amazing. I love food now. And so like literally he tours the the world – eating places, and they just got picked up for a third season. That's nice. And man. bonus is, if you have seen Everybody Loves Raymond, you get to see the real people that Frank and Marie, Ray's parents, were based after. They end every episode with them Skype calling them. And sometimes uh, the real Frank will walk in with no pants on. Oh, and,
1: wonderful. Love uh,
0: that. Yeah, no, no, because well, that's the big joke is that you know they would come over to his house, and they're sitting in the living room, and Frank has his pants down. Not all the way down, but like you can see his underwear. And, it's, and you're just like... Dad, put it away. Oh, <laughs>
1: oh Dad. Yeah, oh, Dad. Yeah,
0: exactly. Oh, uh, and-
1: yeah. That was basically my dad. Like he was <laughs> a like super comfortable at his own house, which you know, props to him. But I want to be Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri. I want to just <laughs> that walk. is an interesting. <laughs> I okay, just run places and eat at like really weird grease traps and be like he doesn't even give any commentary. He's like yeah, it's good. He's good, and he's still on. The, he's What's the thing that air. he
0: says? What's the thing that Guy Ferrari says? It, it's he says something. He's like doesn't. He has like a thing. It's like it's not bam. I thought he said something like it's like a catchphrase. Can't think of it right now.
1: He says so many
0: things. I tune out most of them. So wait, you want to be Guy Ferrari, but you tune him out. But yet you want to. be, I mean, I, there's I a level of respect that you want, I his, want lifestyle. his lifestyle. I, I, I want his
1: I want his hair, apologize. and I want his sunglasses, and I want his red car. Um, oh
0: yeah, now I do want. I his like red if car. I
1: could be a body snatcher, I would find Guy Fieri, and I would be Guy Fieri. I mean, he's living the ideal life.
0: He's living the best life, really. I, I mean, I, I can't think of what that is. It's going to really bug me. But, um,
1: blammo, that was my guess. <laughs>
0: Blam I feel like that's what they did in Futurama because the guy the one guy it's like blam, they did blam o and or whatever. I'm
1: always like weird watching Futurama because I watch Adventure Time a lot and I'm very good at picking up voice actors. Oh yeah. But like, my mom watches Lucifer and like the person who plays like Asriel on Lucifer plays Ruby in Steven Universe and I was like that. I ran out. And I was like, "Are you watching Stephen Universe without me? Because we watch it together sometimes." She was like, "I'm watching Lucifer." I was like, "I gotta Google this because this is this." And I was like, "Oh, it's the same voice."
0: You are unintentionally voice chasing, and that's and I find that to be awesome because my wife will is like, "Like, I know who that is. What are you talking about? Like, that's that person in this this week's episode of Ducktales. I know who that is. It's the guy from SNL. It's the character that you love, Launchpad McQuack. That's who that is. is yeah. yeah, the like guy, the
1: person who played um, one of the fusions on Stephen Universe played." Um, you know, like the, the crack addict on Orange is the New Black? And it was just surreal. I was just yeah. like, oh, whoa. It, you're, in my mind, you're not this. You're, you're not this. You shouldn't be here.
0: And it, now here's the thing, too. You're catching people on shows that you watch, but then you'll hear other just general actual – and no, this is not a detriment to normal actors who are doing voice acting. Like they do on-screen work and off-screen work. Yeah. Because to me, it is the same thing. It's just you're using – you have to act purely with your voice. And it's really hard. Difficult. It's very hard because, so, like, you have to show all your emotion in your voice, and yeah, you can do whatever, but if it's not coming through in your voice, it's, they're not gonna be able to use that in the animation. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's a, but like, you start catching, like, uh, this is, a, Name still kind of prevalent. Uh, Maurice Lamarche, mm-hmm. he does a lot of. He was the voice of the brain from Pinky and the Brain. Yes, he does Morbo on Futurama. He does Clamps on Futurama. Pinky
1: and the Brain is like, like, animaniacs in general. Right, say, right, uh, right
0: oh yeah, uh, and they're coming back by the way <gasps> on Hulu. On Hulu, yes.
1: Oh, I, I feel good I know, to tell I know the original se- like the um, original series is on Hulu because I watch it whenever I'm sad.
0: <laughs> oh man, well that's a good show to watch I when you're a lot sad. To
1: Pinky and I shouldn't because my mom's like you're very smart, and I'm like but. Like it's like left brain right brain, I'm very smart, but I, I like my my right brain is still very active. Like the Bo Burnham song, mm-hmm. exactly like that.
0: Which is interesting. I don't. I think they gave up on this at some point. But in the first season of Pinky and the Brain, they started doing a thing where they made a purpose to actually uh, made a made it a, a yeah. I said that right. It made it a something on purpose that. Brain was like, "Are you pondering when I'm pondering, Pinky?" Hey, oh, well, I think so, Brain. But where are we gonna find rubber pants all size or whatever? <laughs> like, later in the episode, they're talking about something has to do with rubber pants, and so yeah, it, yeah so it's, it's actually like, he's smart enough I don't know, that it's just
1: snow ski, and then like they're like down a mountain, and you're like, hmm.
0: right, and so he is actually answering the question that he would be asking later. But Pinky's off just a little bit, but he's not stupid. He's just too advanced. Like he's he's just galaxy brain. (laughs) Honestly, yeah. Um, And also, there's uh, the Christmas episode. Which uh, have you seen the Christmas episode? It's it will break your heart. It's Pinky wants to get brain something for Christmas, and the brain wants to take over the world. Oh. (laughs) And I will not want to ruin it for you because it is on uh, at Christmas time. My wife and I watched it, and my wife was just like, "This is depressing in a good way. It's so good." I do
1: a ritual, like every holiday, I have a ritual. For New Year's, it's Spirited Away. For Halloween, it's mm-hmm. over the garden wall. Like I always have to have.
0: I really am trying to get into that so hard, and it's so, good. so my cousin, she's she's second year third year of college. She told me about Gravity Falls. Yeah, and I so I I'm just, it's a it's a weird age thing, and I hate that I do this, but I get very much like I look stupid, and I don't want to do it because this is not. Actually, I become those guys from Anime Club a little bit. Like, when SpongeBob came out, I was yeah. like, those are not my Nicktoons. My Nicktoons is Rugrats and Ren and Stimpy or whatever. Oh,
1: Ren and Stimpy is worth it. And Ed, Ed, and Eddie.
0: And oh, my God, yeah. Billy uh, and
1: Mandy. But I'm sidetracking you. I, I will no, no, no,
0: no, you. you're fine. Ed, Ed, and Eddie, to me, was the, the, la- was the cutoff time on Cartoon Network. Yeah. Anything that came after, like, Billy and Mandy, like, I, I love the concept of Billy and Mandy. And now when I watch them, I'm like, this is a great show. I just dumped all over it for stupid reasons. <laughs> and that's what i'm saying so like in that same game like fairly odd parents
1: oh no that's show's stupid i'm sorry
0: I, no no it's a well um, oh. i don't like the creator and that makes me not like the work as much but i would come home i would be up until at least like 10 or 11 and they would have after i wouldn't watch bubble guppies dear god um because <laughs> i'm just you know you're just looking for something to watch and then yeah. it would turn on nickelodeon and because they would have fairly odd parents and i was just like Nothing else is on. I'll watch it when I'm going to sleep. It's
1: definitely a a nothing else is on show. Like, you know, you'll watch it, but it's not like... If something better is on Cartoon Network, the Superior um, channel, then you you (laughs) can go there. Like, the order goes Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon, Disney.
0: Yeah, I feel like the only thing that Disney has that's, for me right now, is is DuckTales. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, matter of fact, three of the last six episodes they've had in the last week have all been tearjerkers. Like... So speaking of the dog that says this is fine, yeah. so Donald has bad luck. It, that's kind of the, it, it, that's how he was in the comic books by Carl Barks. And so they do this running gag. So there's another A plot. That's the A plot. The B plot is the boy's mom who's never been seen in media before, yeah. Della. She's on the moon trying to get back home. And then there's Donald. And Donald's just like, I'm, I'm, I'm losing my feathers. I'm going bald because my doctor says I'm stressed out a lot. Yeah. And so he has a prescription hammock, and he's just trying to sleep in it. And then one of the other characters, whether it be Scrooge, Huey, Dewey, Louie, come in, and something goes horribly awry. He gets really badly hurt, like Wally Coyote style stuff. Oh! And like, like he gets like electrocuted. Like the Greek god Zeus comes down and electrocutes. They try to hit the one of the boys, and it hits Donald. And oh. and the oh no, right. And the whole time he's just like. This is fine. This is fine. I just need to get my prescription hammock. This is fine. Everything's fine. To and because they, down, take a nap. Right. And everyone's just like, are you sure you're okay, Uncle Down? Everything, everything's fine. I can't do him really well uh, <laughs> at at all, really. And um, I
1: can't, I can't do impersonations at all. They're terrible.
0: And so that happens four times in the episode. And at the end of the episode, Della makes her way back to earth. Mm-hmm. She, they haven't seen each other for years. And Donald sees the, Donald finally has his mom just like, everything is not fine. I'm not handling things well. And so Scrooge is like, you, you know, you do a lot for this family. I'm going to pay for a cruise. You just need you time. So he's waiting on the bus stop and the ship crashes. And he goes, oh, my God, my sister's thing. So he goes at it. His sister's not in it. And because Donald has bad luck, he falls into the ship, the closes, and it shoots him right back up to the moon. And meanwhile, the episode ends with Della knocking on the front door of Scrooge, never seeing her boys since they were eggs and then the next episode is just the boys meeting Della and you only get like a that's what I'm saying it's so you're in my was like it's like this is a cartoon he's making me I know of all things it's Donald Duck of all things too who uh, right and you're just like oh my god yeah it's 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 really interesting how i got my wife really into duck tales um sometimes
1: the things that are most comedic can be like the most tragic
0: oh and that's the beauty in yeah. writing yeah 100 percent.
1: play hopefully next fall called the boys next door yeah and it's about like um boys with mental handicap and i want to play the main character arnold because the guy likes me and says so i'd be great at playing arnold so that's a plus yeah and like there's a lot of like hidden gems in in the thing like where two people are dancing and like their dances become elegant and graceful because that's how they envision their dancing or Mm -hmm. like arnold has a fascination with russia and he really wants to go to russia so he he runs away to a bus stop because he really wants to go to russia and the um caretaker jack is like baby you can't go to it's not on a you can't yeah logistics but like it's like the end of the show and he turns back and like the the announcer is saying like you know Moscow places like that and he's like it's Russia and it's like for some reason it just warms my heart I don't even know why I'm crying but you know I was and I was like
0: yeah Day. See I, I love I love stuff like that where you're not Expecting it to go that way like if you had to ever asked me if I would be tearing up at like that It, it would not I would not say yeah. I would I would not say that I just would not I would just be like no This show's funny and it's and it reminds me of the old stuff. Not at all anything to do with that. Yeah. And I think that was the thing. My wife was just like, I did never. I never expected I would shed a tear for Donald Duck. And I was just like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, y- yeah. You, you you've missed a lot, Woos. There, yeah, we, we, there we, we there we've got all into Donald. Yeah, 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 Donald Duck. Yay, crying. Uh, the show
1: that I watched the most as a child, and I yeah. would probably put on for my future child. Yeah, chowder. It's chowder. It's because it's like.
0: It I heard that it's so enough good for
1: kids but like the jokes that are for creative type people are there. Like mm-hmm. There's an episode where Chatter like sets the entire kitchen on fire and like his caretaker is like great chatter. Now the animators have to draw all this fire. And I was like <laughs> as someone who's like you know like very, I was like eh. Like it was. It's funny for both kids and adults for different reason, and it's
0: it's good. So that was another one of those shows where. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Which ones? Okay, sorry, I have to think about it. Is Chowder the one where they make? It's like a kitchen sh- cooking yeah, show. It's okay. And you, I love it so the only my only experience with that is they did a whole episode where they broke the fourth wall even further where they literally have the the end of the episode is all the voice actors doing a car wash to raise money for the rest of the season so they can finish the episode (laughs) and they're doing their characters but it's just the voice actors like it's John DiMaggio Bender from Futurama He's one of the voices on Chowder. Tara Strong, she's one of the voices on there. And and you're just like I and I'm just like, I know all these people. This is so this is this is hysterical. Yes. And I know who all these people are. And do you ever watch because it's fourth wall breaking, do you ever watch Teen Titans Go?
1: Um I have not.
0: I don't I don't like the Teen Titans, but I like Teen Titans Go because they break the fourth wall. As a matter of fact, the hundredth two hundredth episode was legitimately them sitting on the couch doing what they always do, and they, they even point out, it's like, dude, we always sit here and talk about farts and eating waffles. And you're just like, what, what, okay. And it's kind of funny. And all of a sudden, everything just stops being animated except for them. And all of a sudden, it starts disappearing. And they go, oh my God, I think we're getting canceled. We, need <gasps> to, And this is our 200th episode. we got to do something. And so they break into the real world, meet their own voice actors, which is bizarre. And then they meet all the animators, and the whole episode ends with it's a weird song called uh, "Working on an Episode." Working on an episode. Work, 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 work. Working on an episode every day. Working on a, uh, doing something, something for your four hundred and one k. Yeah, <laughs> and and then and, and at the end of the episode, you just realize. Yeah, teen titans aren't going away. We're going to make two hundred more because we like the money. <laughs> like, and you're just like oh. can't argue with that at all. It's really funny. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, I like shows like that. That's why I really like Gumball actually, because like
0: Gumball's it's not, it's, one. That's like, the one the with mixed
1: the cat. Yeah, like the cat and the bunny and the fish. I haven't watched it in years. I need to because it's comforting. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like they're mixed. Like all the characters have like a different art style. They're like are made from a different media. Yeah, like, one of the characters is, like a crumpled piece of paper. The other ones like claymation.
0: Like, yeah,
1: Clayton. And
0: it's, like, See, I haven't I haven't seen too many of those. I've I've seen one, or, and I've heard too. Like they do some serious family stuff in that show. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, one still very funny. adopted. Like, oh, is it?
1: These like dynamic where it's like, you know, I feel like sometimes I'm not loved, and like those episodes about that. And oh it was, man, is was, was, was very good.
0: See, I I love when shows can do that. Uh, so. We've inceptioned ourselves, which is an ongoing thing here, too. We, initially, I was talking about Over the Garden Wall <laughs> before we got down on <laughs> oh, whatever yeah. that whole thing was. Oh, yeah. Um, Over the
1: Garden Wall is serious and amazing and gorgeous and beautiful. And, and
0: see, it. I need to – one episode – the first episode I watched – the first two because they're only like five, ten minutes long. Not even that. And then I watched – so I watched the first two where they're just walking through the forest and the boy finds the wolf or the wolf is after them or something. They don't know what it is. Yeah. And then – the beast, yeah, and it was really oh, it might it turned out to be a frog, they thought for like a half second, yeah, and then the one, the younger kid took the frog with him, and then it and then I was just like i'm not i don't know where i i don't know yet, and then someone sent me. A link to another episode where it's like they go to a cornfield and there's like a weird pumpkin ball oh, yeah, or something. Enoch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I was like, yeah. this is actually mildly entertaining, but I have no it's idea so what's tricky. going on. It's so
1: you know, it's like weird on purpose because like the thing is, they're going through purgatory. They're like, okay, they like fell into a river and they're going through purgatory and they need oh. to get out. Like they're dying, and it's it's like it's so spooky and like the it's so spooky. Like the young kid is just that. like persevere, persevere, and where it's like, I'm a teenager, so I hate my life, so why would I even want to go through this anyway? So
0: my cousin, she she told me for years, Gravity Falls, this is how we got on this weird thing. She, (laughs) She told me about Gravity Falls, and she's like, look, if you like shows like Lost... And whatever, you're gonna love Gravity Falls. It's it it looks like a kid show, it is not a kid show. Yeah. Yeah. And um and I I looked at it and I was just like, I don't like it. and then one day I, I watched it and when I got to the episode where Dipper copies himself, it was like yeah. a good sci-fi thing. <laughs> and it was sad too. It had like a nice little yeah. moment at the end where because he did it for the girl. If you ship anyone and anything, I will always be like, I'm there. Because again, yeah. baggage from high school. He likes the older girl that doesn't really know he exists. And so I'm just like, oh, I'm in this for sure. And then I went back and rewatched it all the way through, and I was like, this is one of the best shows ever. And then she's like, good. Now your next course is over the garden wall, and I'm not there yet. I've, I've,
1: Take it a day. I do that too sometimes with media. We're like, I don't know. I'm not used to it. I'm scared of trying new
0: things. That is what it is. I love it. Isn't that isn't that is that funny and weird though like you you yeah it's all about trying new things and and yeah but so But
1: like I love my favorite character in Gravity Falls is Gideon because I love Gideon with all of my soul and I oh. like, he's my favorite like I'm never taking that back it's the truth I love Gideon
0: Gideon's cool I the he's creepy but I like Bill Cipher too.
1: Oh yeah yeah Bill Cipher is
0: Would I, you like some deer teeth? <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. Where did you get that from? I love, it's just like, I just, why? I
1: love all of the characters. Like, all the characters are so lovable and amazing and unique. Even the minor characters, like mm-hmm. the guy who was, get like, him. Yeah. Like, they're all amazing. Yeah.
0: That is Will Forte, by the way. He is, he used to write, I think, with one of the writers on that seventies show. Oh. And they're just like, Hey, you should totally, that's totally Will Forte. And he literally almost every episode, it's almost every episode. It's yeah. just him in the background going, mm, get him. <laughs> game, you're just like, what is going on? But but- I love, I
1: love Gideon um, because he's like, he's just so. I relate a lot to him, and that's probably not a good thing. But
0: like, <laughs> yeah, if you've seen Gravity Falls, <laughs> uh, dad is
1: like, um, do you want to like clean your? He's like, I can buy and sell you, old man. Like, I can really <laughs> say. <Same. laughs>
0: Oh God! Well,
1: um, like or well, like like when Stan's like, "What you got like a word a day calendar or something?" Like he's like, oh, "It's merged.
0: <laughs> I love I
1: love him so much. He's amazing. He's my favorite. I think he's my favorite cartoon character. Like really, like, statement. I love Gideon.
0: Well, that oh man. So I I just gotta say, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. This has been a lot of fun. And uh, is there anything else you, besides uh, young writers, which we'll plug very heavily at the beginning of the show Mm -hmm. um, during the intro? Is there anything else you would like to throw out there? Just say, go throw it into the ether.
1: Keep yourselves happy and safe. Summer is approaching. Wear um, sunscreen, but not too much because the sun is a carcinogen, and so is sunscreen. No one is safe. We're never safe.
0: cheese you're a creep go away we're having a good time until you start up Uh, go have some coffee with cream or something because i'll tell you something this is a happy place